Hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to Unpacking Potato, the podcast where I, Henny, the self-proclaimed potato, unpack a variety of different topics. For today's episode, I thought I could talk about feelings and emotions and actually feeling those feelings and emotions. (laughs) If you don't know what I mean, stay tuned and I will get more into it. But before we get into that, let's start with our mindful moment real quick. So if you have the capacity to, if you're not driving or doing anything in particular, find a comfortable position. And if you can, close your eyes. Bring the attention to your face. And we're actually going to do a quick scan of our whole face from the tip of your head. Kind of do a mental scan all the way down to your ears, down your neck to the tops of your shoulders and try to notice where there's any extra tension going on and if you can reach with your hands maybe just massage it out a little take a second to just breathe into it okay then bring your attention to your jaw relax it soften your jaw muscles and massage that hinge if you have the tendency to clench your jaw like i do And let's move it up to your temples. And we're going to move the attention back up to your eyebrows and your forehead. Uncrinkle those frown lines. Relax your eyebrows. And now your eyes. If they're closed, roll them around left and right, up and down. And if you have to keep them open, look at something far away and focus on it for a second. Then move closer. Do that back and forth a little bit. And then now our neck. So right ear to right shoulder. Give that left side a little stretch. And then the other side, left ear to left shoulder. And then roll your head, left to right or right to left. Couple circles with your head. And then squeeze your shoulders to your ears as tight as you can. Tight, 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 tight. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. And relax. One more time, ears shoulders to your ears squeeze 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 and relax roll the shoulders back and let's do a deep breath in hold and out good job So like I mentioned for today's episode, I want to talk about feelings and emotions and more specifically actually feeling those feelings and emotions. And what I mean by that is I am definitely guilty of this. Um, I kind of go through life feeling feelings, sure, but a lot of the time kind of pushing them to the side, especially if I feel they are 
quote unquote, not helpful <laughs> feelings. And I dismiss them a lot if I don't feel them useful in that specific moment or time or my mindset or whatever. And these feelings are usually, you know, the ones that we've all kind of identified as quote unquote negative or bad, um, sadness, anger, that type of thing. And I've been trying my best to try to be more mindful in the last couple years, um, try to be a little bit more understanding with myself and kind with myself in terms of that realm of things, in terms of feelings and being um, more compassionate with what I'm going through in life day to day. You know, with COVID and everything, we obviously have our days where we're more down or feeling certain things about our body, our mental health, or physical abilities, or, you know, anything. And I have just basically realized in the last while that I'm really bad at it. I'm really bad at feeling feelings. I'm really bad at identifying feelings. And feeling and identifying feelings... <laughs> I'm going to be saying the word feelings a lot in this episode. Um, I think it's it's a big, well, not I think, it is a big part of emotional intelligence. Um, being emotionally intelligent actually means that you are able to understand and use, manage your own emotions um, in ways to relieve stress or communicate with others or empathize or overcome challenges or deal with, with conflict between people. And an American psychologist who popularized the term emotional intelligence. His name is Daniel Goleman. The five key elements, according to him, is self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So self-awareness, obviously, like the word says, is to be aware about yourself. Um, and part of being aware about yourself is seeing how you feel physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And in order to be aware about your emotions, you need to be able to identify different feelings. So I find that we don't really learn how to do this um, growing up. I mean, depending on depending on people, I guess it's all different, but I mean, they don't teach us this in school, that's for sure. And I definitely think they should, but um, emotions are often labeled as good or bad. So happiness is kind of the go-to. You strive to be happy in your daily life. Happiness is the thing to try to achieve by, you know, going to school and getting a good job, making good money and having a family and doing all these things that society has like told you is required for you to be happy because being happy is the ultimate goal. And I think that message is actually quite, um, damaging and I definitely felt it throughout my years um in high school you t write in the yearbook or whatever when you graduate like what do you want to be when you grow up and I literally just wrote be happy because that's like I was like no matter what I'm doing in my life as long as I'm happy like that's cool and I mean the sentiment is good for sure it's positive you know you want to be happy of course no one strives to be unhappy but like we focus on it so much to a point where anything other than happiness is considered bad and not needed in life. But that's not true. Um, in life, we go through a vast majority of experiences and some of those are 
not very great and don't feel very good. And some of them are great and euphoric and make us feel really good. And they're, but they're all important. Like they're all important aspects of a person um, to grow and to learn and just like live life as a human. Like there's not a single person in the world who doesn't have a bad day. And when we instill these ideas and thoughts into our mind from such a young age, like all that matters is happiness and success and success equals happiness and happiness equals success and all these things like those ideologies are really detrimental to people who have the tendencies to feel sad which is literally everybody everyone's gonna have a sad day and then you think what's wrong with me what's wrong with my life that I'm feeling down when everybody else is feeling so happy um and social media has obviously played a huge part in this um in so my generation I guess um, the th- I just turned 30. Um, I was just talking to a friend about this today, how Facebook became a thing when we were in grade nine. And we grew up with Facebook. We grew up with like learning what it was. It wasn't really established. Social media wasn't a huge thing yet, but it was still there to the point where we're still affected by it, but not to, to the point of people today. Like a grade nine person today doesn't just have Facebook. They have Instagram, Snapchat, like all these different social media platforms that are all feeding them different information that can be put on by anybody in the in, on the internet. So going back to what I was saying, um, having these ideas put into your brain that happiness is the only way to go and there's no sadness in the world, um, like normally and it's not like a normal thing to feel sad like people don't put lots of sad things on the internet they tend to put their highlight reel all the good things that happen in their life and that's just like not a real um depiction of what life is and it can just really mess with your head in so many different ways so I wanted to talk about it today and take time to think about it and unpack it with everyone um, because I think it's important to talk about and bring to light that it's normal to have bad days and it's normal to feel down obviously we don't want to feel down all the time but if you're having a bad day once in a while it's okay to take time and space Um, and compassionately feel those days. So let's talk about actually beginning to identify feelings and emotions. So like I mentioned earlier, the quote-unquote regular ones is like sad and happy, (laughs) but there are so many other emotions that I don't think we talk about enough. So something that I wanted to share with you all is the emotions wheel. Um, It's a big colorful wheel that basically the middle of the wheel so i'll post it on my instagram but there's three layers to the wheel it's a big circle at the very middle part is kind of your core emotions and then the outside it kind of breaks down that emotion into all sorts of other terms to kind of um pinpoint what that emotion actually can be because we have this sense of kind of generalizing everything all the time which is actually normal um our brains are wired to generalize everything like psychologically speaking we generalize things to make quick decisions and to make um a quick generalized idea about something so that we can understand things faster. So our brains are wired to simplify and generalize everything. So we actually need to put in a conscious effort to try to dissect each emotion into what it actually could. So I'll go over the wheel um, just verbally so you can have a little bit of an idea, but I definitely highly recommend that you either Google it. You can just put emotions wheel or feelings wheel. Um, 
though there's also a website it's feelingswheel.com um but i think emotions wheel is similar but feelingswheel.com is where i get um my photo and i will screenshot it and post it on instagram and so the middle emotions um the feelings in the middle <laughs> i'm trying to switch between emotions and feelings so i'm not saying the same word over and over again <laughs> but um it might be confusing so maybe i'll just stick with feelings anyway so the feelings in the middle are happy surprised bad fearful angry disgusted and sad when I first saw this feelings wheel back in my early social work um, study days, I was like, what? Like disgusted? And I was like, oh, that is an emotion. Like surprised? Oh, I guess that is, an, that is a feeling that I have, but it's not something that I identify often. Um, but, you know, I feel disgusted all the time. Like my dog will do something gross or <laughs> like, I don't know, rub his butt on the carpet. And I'll be like, oh, gross. And that's nothing. That's not sad or you know, happy. It's disgusted. It's very specific. Um, so I'm just going to choose one and then read out. So I'll use, uh, fearful. I'll use fearful because I think that's something that we do tend to feel. Um, but maybe try to stay away from because we don't want to be scared. Um, okay. So in, in fearful, so the wheel kind of spreads out and it can be um, identified as scared, anxious, insecure, weak, rejected, and threatened. And then on the outer circle outside of that, if you want to get even more specific, there's helpless, frightened, overwhelmed, worried, inadequate, inferior, worthless, insignificant, excluded, persecuted, nervous, and exposed. So I find this so, so interesting and so important because I have definitely felt every single one of those words before, 100%. But I don't think in that very moment I was able to ever fully identify that word every single time. Definitely for some words like worried, helpless, um, nervous, all those words. I'm like, yeah, I can identify that pretty well. But other things like inadequate, inadequate and inferior kind of go under that insecure um, umbrella. So it's hard to explain over audio, but if you see the wheel, you'll make, you'll, you know, it'll make sense. So like inadequate, inferior, insecure. I am not, I can't really recall a time where I'm like, I'm feeling really insecure right now. Um, unless I really sit down, think about it and be like, what is it that's going on that I'm feeling so like, anxious and nervous and all these things because those are the words I know how to use because it's it portrays it comes out our you know in our body the same way we kind of melt it all into that fearful category right so I'm like I'm feeling really anxious and nervous for absolutely no reason like what's happening and I actually have to sit down dissect what's happening really reflect be mindful of the current situation what's going through my head and put the work in to be like oh I'm feeling really insecure okay, why am I feeling insecure? Oh, I'm feeling inadequate. So if I'm talking about, if I want to put it into an example, um, in my relationship, for example, I could feel insecure about being in a relationship with someone because I feel inadequate for that love because I don't, you know, feel that 
I, I or something like that like that's just an example um and then in another and for another one in that same category under weak there's worthless and insignificant so oh i feel weak i feel you know the opposite of strong then you can be like well why am i feeling weak and then if you really identify well it's because i feel worthless well where is that coming from so a lot of what talk therapy is is actually doing this same work a lot of it is because it is really helpful to talk it out with somebody um, especially when that somebody is a professional who knows what questions to ask um, to draw out what feeling um, so that the person can identify on their own the different emotions and feelings that they're experiencing so that's why that's what's kind of different between like talk therapy um, is you basically like the I, I've checked oh my goodness, I've said this in a previous episode. Um, One of my favorite illustrations of therapy is two people sitting and talking. It's like a picture and there's two speech bubbles and one person, it's like five different color strings of yarn that's all messed up and then they're talking and then those strings of yarn go into the other person's speech bubble and then it gets organized into like little balls of yarn of the different colors. So basically we all have the tendency to kind of just like jumble all our thoughts feelings emotions all together and then we get really overwhelmed confused lost you know scared lots of different things and then we're like what's going on and then that's kind of when like crisis happens because we don't know what we're doing like we don't know how to deal with it but then when you go to a therapist and you say all those things like you word vomit everything um which you're totally supposed to do, by the way. I have had people being like, oh, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't think my therapist, like, I don't think any therapist would be able to make sense of anything what I'm saying or understand what I mean. I'm like, no, we're literally trained (laughs) to take all the word vomit and jumbled up thoughts and try to help you make sense of it. We don't sit here and decipher everything you say and say it back to you. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time. A lot of times, therapists ask the clients the questions that are required for the clients to understand themselves oh yeah and link it so we just kind of help make those little links um like sometimes we make those links for you like if it's taken quite a bit and we try to figure out like what that um obstacle or the barrier is that's preventing you from getting to from point a to point b that kind of thing um but a lot of the work is trying to figure out and identify and pinpoint what these feelings are so that we can kind of get to the root of the issue of where that feeling is coming from. But we can't get to the root of the issue of where the feeling is coming from if you just say, I'm fearful, period, end of sentence. Then you're like, okay. (laughs) So, but that's how you might be feeling. You're like, I'm scared. I'm really, I'm terrified. I don't know why, but I'm terrified. And then you go to a therapist and the therapist will walk you through, okay, well, what's going on in your life? Like, where's this stemming from? Let's try to dissect that feeling a little further, like that kind of thing. Um, But I, the point of me doing this podcast is I, you know, I obviously am a therapist. I love therapy, but I understand that not everybody has access to therapy and I understand that um, not everybody might be ready for it. And this podcast is not meant to replace therapy in any way, shape or form at all. I want to make that very, very clear. This podcast and listening to this podcast cannot and will not replace actually going to therapy. However, you may be able to gain a couple different skills that 
you also might gain in therapy while um, experiencing the whole vast variety of skills that you will get. So this is just like a little stepping stone, a little bit of an idea to get more information out there because I think a lot of people, they don't go to therapy or they don't want to try therapy because they don't know what to expect. Um, And I guess my goal is to kind of show people like I am a therapist. So this is how I would talk a lot, you know, in this tone. or whatever. I'll make jokes like I'm not like a robot sitting there um, to try to make it a little bit more less intimidating, a little bit more welcoming, um, and also try to help those who may need a little bit of a boost in terms of thinking about what's going on in their life, but they can't exactly access therapy right now. But it is important to remember that this isn't replacing therapy in any way, shape, or form. It's just a means um, of, it's just a way to get information out there. And to talk about different things and impact different ideas um, because I think it's important. And to share stories. I really love sharing stories. That's like one of my favorite parts because I think sharing stories and connecting with people um, and understanding that it's not just you that's going through that specific thing is very helpful. So if you find that you are unable to identify your own feelings or you are able to identify it but you consciously push it away because you feel that it is not useful aka me, um, you're not alone. (laughs) And lots of people do it, not just me. I know lots of my friends who can relate and we talk about that kind of thing often. Um, But I'm here to tell you that no matter how hard it is, it will help you at the end of the day to learn to embrace your feelings a little bit more than you may feel comfortable doing. So why is identifying your feelings so important? Um, other than everything that I've mentioned, like you might be asking like, why? Like, what's the point? Well, once we can identify our feelings more specifically, like I mentioned um, right before this about therapy and things like that, it helps us identify the root of where it's coming from. So a lot of these emotions can be stressful and can be stress inducing on the body. And it's not healthy for your body to experience stress on a constant basis or a very frequent basis. So when we are able to identify our own feelings um, in a way where we can kind of pinpoint it more and not just be generalized and push it aside and ignore it, then we can actually identify where it's coming from, which means we can actually try to manage that feeling um, in a way that we can manage our stress. So if we're feeling insecure in a relationship and then we can figure out why that is um, then that actually helps us um, resolve it a little bit better by communicating that with our partner or you know in therapy or your parents or friends or whoever whatever relationship that might be because being insecure in a relationship that's just the example I use because it's the word I chose before Um, but it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it could be any sort of relationship with another human so It's important to identify feelings because once it's identified, it's easier to deal with. And deal with is not always meaning get rid of. Um, It's not always ignore (laughs) or, you know, make disappear. (laughs) It's not synonyms for that. Uh, What I mean by deal with sometimes can just be to feel it and to 
kind of sit in it and allow your body to go through the emotions and the stages of whatever it needs to go through and then overcome it and get past it. So for example, grief and sadness, there isn't really a lot um, other than like, you know, exercise and connecting with your social circle and things like that. Um, but sometimes when we feel certain things, there's not really anything we can do to control it. And that is what gets me just... It just makes me very uncomfortable that I can't control that. Um, And then the fact that I can't control it makes me angry (laughs) because I like to have control over things. Um, And it's something that I've realized in my recent years. But it's important to know that we can't control everything in our life. And sometimes we just have to let it go and let our body feel what it needs to feel. So if that's sadness, then we just need to let our body cry. Um, I am very good at choking down tears. Um, I'm much more comfortable happy crying than I am sad crying. Um, I'm much more comfortable angry crying, (laughs) but when I'm actually sad, I really don't, I just don't have the tendency to let myself actually show those emotions. And I've learned that it's important too, because if the longer you go without showing those emotions, the more it builds up in your body and your body will eventually let release that in one way or another. Um, or it will cause ailments in your body, such as pain. It will, it will just come out in different ways. And, I, you know, chronic stress, like I said, is not, was really not good for your health overall. And being able to move through that stress by identifying it um, and overcoming it is really important for just health in general, um, but particularly mental health. So that's why it's important. It's important to learn those skills. It's important to be vulnerable with yourself. It's important to communicate with others when you do identify your emotions. Um, Those feelings and emotions often can come from events in life or interactions with others or thoughts in our brain. And that is the one that is kind of hardest when it kind of comes with negative self-talk and negative um, like rumination and things like that. And that's when a therapist obviously comes really handy because <laughs> you can talk about those things um, in a judgment-free zone with someone who is, you know, qualified to help you um, and guide you in the direction of healing and, you know, overcoming that time in your life. Because sad times will happen, it's inevitable, but sad times will also end. Um, happy times are, is also inevitable and in, in <laughs> I can't say that word inevitable to happen. Sometimes it might not feel that way when those sad down days are, you know, weeks on end sometimes, sometimes even months on end, they can get that long for some people, unfortunately, and I have experience in that. Um, but I'm here to tell you that it will eventually subside and, it will eventually, even when it rains, eventually the sun comes out, you know, all those corny, cheesy sayings, they do have some truth in them. So it's important to be able to identify what you're feeling in the moment, um, while also remembering that this moment will pass. As usual, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you're listening in the day, I hope you have a great day. If you're listening in the evening, I hope you have a wonderful, restful night of sleep, and I will catch you next time. Thank you to my partner, Vince, for the wonderful music. And this episode was brought to you by more potatoes. I can't think of a specific kind today. Let's say potato chips. I've eaten a lot of chips in the last two weeks.
there is a chip shortage in Canada, so I've had to try a lot of different brands of plain chips.